fourth watch starts now. Everybody, you're listening to the Fourth Watch with Justin Fall on the Fourth Watch Radio Network. I hope everyone's having a blessed week. Tonight's going to be another occult investigation as we look into some pretty unsettling facts and recent events that have surfaced. We'll be making our way through some graphic material involving satanic rituals, political witchcraft, and the A-list celebrity practices involving spirit cooking and sexual crimes. There's a lot of talk about these things right now, but tonight we join the conversation to see what exactly is really going on. We've got a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and start the adventure. Submitted for the approval of the Fourth Watch Radio Network, I call this episode Spirit Cooking, Occult Elite, and Pizzagate with special guest William Ramsey. Well, it's officially Thursday, and that means it's officially time for the fourth watch. It is such a blessing to be back with you all, and we've got a great show on tap tonight. If you're a new listener, we're very grateful to have you tuning in, and we want to let you know that there's a brand new show posted every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard. Be sure to head on over to fourthwatchradio.com. That's F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-T-C-H. R-A-D-I-O.com, fourthwatchradio.com. There you'll find show archives, links to our free mobile apps for Apple and Android devices, links to all of our websites, as well as a donate page that will show multiple ways you can help support the Fourth Watch Ministries. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes if that's your preferred method of listening. Now, tonight we sit down with William Ramsey of OccultInvestigations.com. And we're going to discuss a plethora of topics involving occult rituals and cover-ups that are permeating our airwaves as we speak. The mainstream media is already covering these things up as there are connections to Hillary Clinton and many other well-known names and celebrities. This show does contain graphic content and may not be suitable for children, so parents, you may want to listen to this one first. There are multiple incursions of graphic content that are going to show up in tonight's discussion, and some of them are sexual in nature. I want to be respectful because we need to join this discussion as Christians, but I also know that many of you have kids who listen with you as well. I also want to say that I'm sorry in advance that this has to be the Thanksgiving episode. This was not initially planned on. Because of the content, some of you may want to set this one out altogether. So this is just a fair warning before you go any deeper. The truth is, this was a last-minute decision to record this show tonight, and we don't have a lot of time with William, so we're going to go ahead and dive in pretty quickly. So with that said, let's go ahead and welcome on William Ramsey. William, welcome back to The Fourth Watch. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you for having me back, Justin. Hey, absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. I've been on the road for almost two weeks, and I've been following some of your research on Facebook, and man, it's a... it kind of got started because I saw a video you posted with Guy Fieri, Fieri, however you say his name. You know, he's the the, the greasy fingered, chitlin eating, uh, blonde hair bleached chef, I guess. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> but anyway, you had posted a video of him going into a pizza place, kind of a posh little pizza place where they play ping pong and they make their own sausage. 
you know, and they're getting all greasy together, just just taking the sausage down, man. I've never seen somebody just just do what what Guy did in that episode. And I'm not trying to be disgusting or make a pun about what we're about to find out. Um, but I'm watching the video and my brother's like, dang, what is that? We're in the car. We're actually watching this on YouTube in the car, right? And my brother's like, what is that? And I was like, well, it's, it's definitely not any place we're going to be eating because it's in DC and we were on the other side of the world. But I didn't understand what was happening, William, because you posted this video clip and it was just a segment from the show, but your, your title was like, do you want a side of pedophilia with that guy? And I didn't get it because I had been out of the loop. So why don't we start there? Uh, well, you know what? You're the one who's done so. I mean, you just you've been blowing this research out. Why don't we start wherever you want to start? Well, I was following the whole WikiLeaks revelations that were taking place prior to the election on November 8th. I was following the Podesta emails and right before the election, maybe two or three days before the election, there was an email between John Podesta included his brother, Tony. And this is the chief of staff. This is the guy who ran the head of the campaign for Hillary Clinton and a woman by the name of Marina Abramovich, who is a Serbian uh, performance artist. But she was asking them if they were going to make it to her place for a round of spirit cooking. And that kind of captured the imagination of a lot of researchers. They were wondering what spirit cooking was. So they researched it. Well, it found out that it was an occult type ritual where you uh, take pig's blood and human bodily fluids and mix them together and write on the walls. And there was videos of it or of her online. So that created this uh, uproar and it could have been part of influence the election to inform people through, you know, different uh, people like Alex Jones and InfoWars. They really covered that heavily. And after that kind of uh, exploded, people started researching other things that were in the Podesta emails. And they noticed that there were strange phrases involving pizza and hot dogs that were out of place. And it started kind of a, a group of researchers who were trying to figure out what it meant. Well, it turns out that these are terms commonly used in the pedophilia underworld. The pizza is a young girl, hot dogs are a young boy. And there were there were strange statements by John Podesta in his emails like, I would like to have pizza for an hour, he was asking. Well, who, who asked for pizza for one hour? There was another one about talking about different types of cheeses and things like that. So this really, you know, made people want to research more. And what it did is it led back to uh, a place called Comet Ping Pong. And that was the restaurant that was featured in the Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives episode. And the proprietor of Comet Ping Pong is a gentleman by the name of James Alephantis, who at one point GQ named him one of the top 50 most powerful people in Washington, D.C. He's a restaurateur and also kind of an art uh, maven. And so people noticed on the outside of Comet Ping Pong that there were downward-facing pentagrams, there were half moons, so it looked really kind of uh, shady. And then they started researching more, and they found in on the inside there were murals that had uh, people's heads removed, like there was a head on a lap, and it led somebody to go to Alephantis's Instagram page. And on his Instagram page was even more evidence that indicated these guys were um, part of some underworld that involved the same coded words that John uh, Podesta was talking about in his emails, pizza and hot dogs. They were talked about chicken, which is another word for it. And it just really has storm has been a storm of research probably over the last two weeks trying to figure this out. And there were things going on 
threads that were very active on 4chan, on on um, Reddit. There was a, a thread called Pizzagator. Also, there was an active one under the Donald Trump um, heading. And uh, it's just led off into a wide variety of research into this area. It turns out that this pizza place is on a strip in northwest Washington where there's another pizza place called Besta Pizza that has an insignia that's directly from the FBI manual for what a pedophile symbol is of, uh, for people who like young boys. And uh, that has been changed. So that was interesting. Across the street, there was another place that had another pedophile symbol, which has been changed in the last couple of weeks. So there's all these traces and elements. And on this Instagram, there were people digging underground. It was found out, researchers found out they, they didn't have permits to do this digging. Um, there were other references to pizza. There were lots of young children in strange environments, inside jokes. There were a wide variety of people commenting on these Instagram posts that um, led just people to, to keep following and, and finding more really shadowy, sketchy things. Well, it turns out that Alephantis was the boyfriend for some time of a guy by the name of David Brock, who runs a couple shops. One is called Media Matters, and the other is called Correct the Record. Correct the Record was a pack that took money to actively counter any anti-Hillary Clinton information during the election. So a lot of people who were critics of Hillary had run into these CTR people that was run by this guy, David Brock, who was boyfriends with James Alephantis. Oh, they were, homo- they were homosexuals. Correct. So there is a, like a homosexual. These two were homosexuals. And there was also another guy that ended up suing. I think there was a suit that involved both Alephantis and Brock, and they had to pay out $850,000. I think that was the settlement. But yeah, so Brock, he had, there's actually a picture of Brock in the Alephantis Instagram uh, posts. And it's also and people started researching Brock. And, it, you know, this guy has a very colorful history. And he actually had after parties. He actually set up parties that would start at 12 o'clock midnight and he would call them an after party. And um, those in, you know, my research and a lot of other people's research, a lot, those are suspected to be parties that were um, you know, very untoward events take place. Let's just put it that way. So this research has been going on. People are writing videos. Um, there are just tons of information out there. Um, that involved John Podesta, Tony Podesta, this woman, Abramovich, who some have argued is a witch. And I have confirmed that she can, does a ritual that's straight out of the Crowley handbook. It's called backwards kind of walking. You take a mirror and you use a mirror to walk around. And it's kind of to retrain your brain. It was something Crowley recommended to do all things backwards, to walk backwards, to read backwards, to speak backwards. And, uh, so she and, you know, then all these other things that involve blood rituals. What it also turns out is this Abramovich person who there's a picture of her on Alephantis's page is uh, this whole thing I talked about earlier about her and the Podestas. But uh, she holds these spirit cooking type uh, parties that involve A-list celebrities. Sorry, with A-list celebrities. So very like well-known celebrities. She holds she what she likes to do is make these cakes that are human shaped or heads that are human shaped and then have these people over. So like one of the side, one of the sons of George Soros has been seen at those parties. Um, let's see who else there's been, uh, 
other like uh, the girl from No Doubt, the lead singer of No Doubt was on uh, one of these parts. Uh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, Gwen Stefani. And this guy, Alephantis, has actually been to the White House uh, holding parties and a lot of other places. And uh, uh, this Abramovich woman seems to be well known. So now let, let me just let me interject real quick on on the spirit cooking or the these spirit cakes. Um, I, I know you're really trying to keep it clean, um, and, and I really respect that. I appreciate that. But for the sake of this topic, uh, I just want to come out and, and just say when you talk about bodily fluids, we're dealing with blood, breast milk, and semen mixed into this cake. And then they, they cook it up to look like a human, and people like drive the knife into the human. Correct. Yeah, so Crowley had something called the cakes of light, and that's what the cake would consist of. And it was a variety of different kind of milk. Uh, blood, excuse me, from different people. Like he, and this goes back to the book of the book, uh, the book of the law, which he received in 1904, where you're supposed to use the blood of different things, whether it's blood from a woman, from a young child, from a cow. And so she, I mean, what what we know publicly is that she's using pig's blood. This Abramovich woman who is close friends with Lady Gaga, who was a big supporter of Hillary Clinton, right there at the end. If you remember, she did a couple um, public things with uh, Hillary Clinton, Lady Gaga did. So this Abramovich woman is uh, very well connected kind of in the upper elite, it seems like, this uh, kind of occult elite. And um, and another one, she like, she's, Kim Kardashian has a picture of her on her kind of social media. So, uh, you know, it's funny because we sit back and we, we look at the disgusting family known as the Kardashians or the Jenners. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna call them names, but their, their behavior is disgusting. It, it's, it's ungodly. And then you've got these people from Hollywood that are part of these churches and they get around and they say, oh, well, you know, they're actually Christians. They're involved in a church and they all love Jesus. Um, you know, but, but th- I, I never thought for a second, bro, that they were Christians. I'm just making a point that, you know, you start, you start getting into this whole like satanic ritual of spirit cooking and spirit cakes. Um, there, that right there tells the world you have nothing to do with Christ other than mocking him and blaspheming him. I would agree. These are public rituals. And I think they're also kind of like rituals that they do to ingratiate people to deeper rituals. Uh, so, you know, God only knows what happens behind closed doors without photographers. So I sent you a picture of Abramovich and Kardashian, Abramovich and Beyonce. Um, I'm trying to find some other ones. Uh, this is Hugh Jackman. I'll send over Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverines at some spirit cooking thing. So that I just sent you. I'm trying to find Pamela Pamela Anderson, my Pamela Anderson picture. Which I want to I want to just say while we were on the road, uh, I don't remember who it was. I don't want to I don't want to pin a name on it. Uh, it might have been Chad Riley, but it may have been somebody that we interviewed for our film. But we began to discuss the spirit cooking, and they they basically come out and they say. This spirit cooking is so popular in Hollywood with like the A-list politicians. We're talking about athletes, pop stars, movie stars, rappers. Like this is the who's who of entertainment and politics and sports that come together for these satanic rituals to eat this cake made out of, uh, I don't want to repeat it again, but human bodily fluids and blood. And now somebody said there were plenty of photos leaked. Um, I have not seen all of them. But they're saying that there's photos leaked and you actually see faces and people are debating who they are in the pictures. But people are pretty sure that they're able to call out a handful of people that are at these rituals. Now, I also heard on the road that Abramovich gets hired 
Like, like literally she gets hired by these A-list celebrities. They get in a plane together and they travel outside of the United States for satanic rituals in certain places. Can you comment on that, William? I know that she is one of those people who kind of loiters around these A-listers, kind of like Damien Eccles. So she has her own patrons. I do know that there is was a $10,000 payment from her or to her from the Clinton Clinton camp, either from the Clinton Foundation. And there was also payments to comment ping pong uh, to from, I think, the Clintons and also George Soros, which is very strange. Now, Hillary Clinton was one of those people. Like, I'll say this. I, I didn't want to go here, but I was told specifically that Hillary Clinton has hired this woman multiple times, this Serbian witch, to fly with Hillary outside of the United States to perform satanic rituals for her. I heard this from a valid source, and I don't want to say the name because I, I, it was one of three people that told me this on the road. And these are seasoned researchers. I'll leave it at that. But I'm not surprised. I, honestly, I, I can't say that I've really research, uh, researched Abramovich before anything that's happened in the last two or three weeks. So I don't have I can't say I have a detailed understanding, but she definitely acts, behaves. She carved a down, downward facing pentagram on her stomach, which left a scar. You know, that's very kind of witch type behavior. Um, you know, there's pictures of her with blood on her. So it, you know, it's pretty obvious she's in, seems like it's, she's into the occult. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And the fact that she's in so tight with these A-list celebrities and, and look, I, I can't drop all the names cause I, I can't validate it. I don't want to say things I can't vet, but to hear from somebody that, that she, that she gets hired by these celebrities and politicians to go out of the country. And, and I specifically, I, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I thought they said uh, the Caribbean. Now, we know there's a lot of voodoo and strange religious practices, uh, witchcraft-based uh, religions out of the Caribbean. Um, so I was not surprised to hear that they were going out to the Caribbean to do some of these rituals. I'm not surprised either. It seems like that's a, seems like a place to go for, for the hyper elite to you know, go, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein, who had his Lolita Express involving Bill Clinton, and a whole bunch of other A-list stars as well. Really high-end people were involved in going down to this um, island. I think it's in the Caymans or somewhere, and uh, you know, engaging in on all kinds of things with uh, girls that were underage. You know, so now, now I want to I want to just touch on the, the the pedophilia thing for a second. And you know, William, I hate talking about this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I I really hate even using the word pedophilia. And, and and this is the show that's out on Thanksgiving. You know, and and. I didn't want it to be like this. I hate talking about this stuff, but I've made a comment before. You can go back to the Stranger Things episode that we did about Project Montauk. Um, Michael Hur, Chad Riley, and I, we, we started to talk about some of the pedophilia rings. Um, you know, we have so many children that disappear every year and they never get found. I mean, this is a fact. America, there's old documentaries from the 80s showing that the CIA is responsible for the majority of child abductions in our country. And saying something like this on the air is pretty ballsy. I get it. But I just want to say that these are the A-list who's who of politics and sports and everything else, uh, entertainment. The children come up missing. And you know, go, go back to the days of the Bible. The, the sacrifice of a child, that was what Baal required. And you don't have to look far to see that there are Baal worshipers and, and all types of pagan deity worshipers that run our nation. And I just I thought it was crazy that that you were talking about these things because I mean here we are now and what was it a year ago not even a year ago that CNN of all people had to cover uh, that over eighty percent I think it was of the Pentagon staff 
got busted for child porn on their computers? Some huge number, and they never got, um, you know, they never were prosecuted. And this is the Pentagon. This is supposed to be a place that's set up for defense, but you don't have to look very far to see the Pentagon is a it's a satanic occult symbol. Um, I believe D.C. was created based on a strategic mapping of occult symbols and paganism. Go to Google Earth. You can look at the streets of D.C. or just type in, you know, streets of D.C. from aerial view and you're going to see satanic symbols all through Washington, D.C. And the Pentagon you know, it's no surprise that there's stuff going on in the Pentagon. And like you said, they didn't even get in trouble. It was just a matter of, okay, well, we're sorry. Let's move on. So, and and then on History Channel, and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to catch enough flack for the show already. I'm not even going to go there. Sorry. Well, well, there is other, you know, other elements of the huge obelisk, the obelisk and dome motif, all this, the, the reflecting pool. These are all heavy-duty occult symbols that are right there at the center of D.C., so... Well, you got George Washington. You know, you've seen the statue of George Washington. He's sitting there doing the zoo. It's it's, it's identical to the the original Zeus statue, the as above, so below. Same thing as the Baphomet. Compare the Baphomet statue to you know the famous Satanic Temple uh, statue. Compare that to the the Washington statue, uh, George Washington, that is, and you're going to see it's identical. Yep. And there's a there's still a statue of Albert Pike in Washington D.C. That old chestnut. Yeah, he was the uh, the writer of Morals and Dogma and a uh, you know, committed Luciferian kind of Mason. Yeah, people, you know, people sit back and say, no, you can't prove he was a Luciferian. And I say, go read Morals and Dogma. Just read his own book. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Let's go back to the after party thing for a second. Um, the, the picture you posted, uh, it, it was it, it was kind of creepy. There's like these little statues in the background. And uh, the guy in the picture, he was the uh, the owner of Comet, Comet Ping Pong or Comet Pizza. What did you call it? Yeah, Comet Ping Pong, which uh, Ping Pong has, it's a, it's a double meaning term as well ping pong represents a something having to do with sex the guys involved in these after parties uh, you posted a picture of him and he looks like he's right out of eyes wide shut i mean straight up out of eyes wide shut and now what what exactly i mean are we dealing with like satanic rituals taking place at these parties because they're dressed really nice they're dressed kind of like a costume ball yeah i mean i don't know but i can tell you one thing in that picture that i sent you um, I noticed something very creepy about that picture, and that is that behind Alephantis is a handkerchief, which is something that uh, John Podesta talked about. But on that handkerchief is a hammer, and the center of that handkerchief is stained blood red. And so God only knows what they're up to um, on those nights. You know, I don't know. It's definitely one of those places that you have to get invited to go. You can't just waltz into one of these parties, obviously. Um, no question. I'm going to send you the the um, invite for this Podesta to Brock after party so you can take a look at it. But um, you can tell that they've taken the energy and time to make a nice brochure that right that reads you are cordially invited to attend the after after party 2015 after midnight until dot 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 at the home of David Brock. This invitation is non transferable. So there you go. You know, not much good goes on after 11 p.m. in the streets. I mean, honestly, and this isn't this isn't my opinion. This is how police are trained. I had a, a police officer tell me one time, if we see people driving after 11 p.m., there's a good chance that that person is up to no good. Now, he wasn't saying everybody was up to no good after 11, but he said generally, based on crime statistics, if you're out on the street going to and fro someplace after 11, there is a good chance that you're involved in something you shouldn't be. 
And that came right out of a police officer's mouth. And again, majority speaking. Oh, I believe it. And you're saying that they don't start these parties until midnight, and then they pretty much go until the sun comes up. I believe it. I, I think that that's what's happened. This is a you know a late night, eyes wide shut type party, I bet. Now, okay, these emails, uh, all these emails that have been released, they've been leaked, and now they're, people can get their hands on them. Um, it's getting a, a big stir caused on the Internet. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. Like you said, people are posting YouTube videos, doing radio shows. Um, you said that there was a kind of a, a breaking piece of news with Reddit over the last half hour. Yeah, it happened within the last hour. The Reddit, uh, the company shut down the Pizzagate thread. It was a very active thread. I think it had 30,000 subscribers. God knows how many lurkers it had. Um, and it, there was tons of information and it is now gone. And Reddit had said that they weren't going to take part in anything. We don't want witch hunts on our site is what they said. It was a violation of content policy. So all that information's gone. So now, wait, 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 they called it a witch hunt? I mean, we're talking about, there's yep. evidence. There is evidence that has been released in these leaked emails. This is not a witch hunt. It's interesting because I went through the same thing when I was researching the whole West Memphis 3. They accused me of doing a witch hunt, but these guys were witches. They were involved in the occult. And people still call you a witch hunter, bro. I had I had some some trolls uh, that I don't even know that, that reached out to me. I guess they heard our show on YouTube. You know, and I know there's some great people on YouTube. There's there's some great comments that come through. But I mean, I'm just going to say it. YouTube has more trolls than I've ever seen on any website in my life. And people were, were criticizing you about the West Memphis three in the show that we did. And of course, they were they were also accusing me uh, because I had you on. But it's like if somebody's willing to do the research, let's talk about it. I mean, <clears throat> seriously. Well, that book, that book, that book has 450 footnotes. So it's all based, and I actually liberally cited. I was very generous with my citations and the length of my citations, so people could say I was just gathering uh, things from other sources. And I've been called a witch hunter, and I think that it's a big kind of psyop. It's uh, you know they want to kind of they they want to dissuade you from researching further by kind of tagging you with this kind of witch hunter label, which. Uh, isn't accurate. It's really kind of a misnomer. You're, re I'm really just a researcher, and you know, some of my stuff is involves the occult. Well, you know, it's funny because witch hunter, you know, a witch hunter of the old days is basically what they call a conspiracy theorist today. And uh, you know, somebody who's seeking the truth about a matter. Uh, I mean, let us come together and reason. Let us talk about things. Let us research together. Iron sharpens iron. You know, I mean, how dare somebody? You know, I, I, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to bring up a video that I just made and, and it hasn't even had that many views, but people are already attacking me over it. You know, it's like, you know, you can't even challenge anything without somebody coming and trolling on you. Yeah, that's kind of just the way it is these days. It's unfortunate. Now, let, let me ask you a question. Uh, I came across a video, uh, a music video, and uh, James Franco was part of it. And uh, it was I think it was directed by Kenneth Anger. And there's like a satanic, I mean, it's a satanic ritual on camera. It's like a black mass. Love in the old days. Love in the old days. Now, this apparently is really getting viral on the Internet. And uh, I watched it. Somebody told me they're like, you need to watch it, but watch it with the volume turned down. And so, I, you know, I don't even remember if we even talked about this last time I had you on. I don't remember. I don't think so. Well, it's interesting you say that because I just sent you a picture of James Franco with Abramovich. Um, so that's uh, the third. There you go. And uh, so he is friends with Kenneth Anger. I cover Kenneth Anger in my book, Children of the Beast. Um, and I covered Ken Franco uh, admiring Anger. So Anger was in this video with his kind of second in command, a guy by the name of Brian Butler, who's kind of now carrying 
the Crowleyan uh, torch, so to speak. Listen, this guy, Brian Butler, his girlfriend is Tom Petty's daughter. So it's this kind of strange nexus of these wealthy artists and occultists. But what happens in the video, it took place in a strip joint. That's why it has strange kind of pulls around in the video. But it's definitely a ritual that involves god forms, which are these animal heads, and the theremin, which is a strange kind of musical device where you wave your hand in front of it and it makes weird noises. And there's Kenneth Anger as the master of ceremonies. I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I, I mean, I, I turned the music down. My curiosity did pique my interest, and I turned it up for a second, and I was like, I don't even want, I don't even want anything that might be in this music to come into my ears. So I, I watched it on mute, and I mean, there was a little bit of nudity in it, and uh, you know, I can't recommend anything for anybody that has nudity. But I, I watched the video. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't constant nudity, like sexual, but it was real weird. It, it was really weird, and I knew I knew I was watching a satanic ritual, an actual ritual that was being filmed. Well, they like to it's the the female and the male are the reconciliation of opposites, so they symbolize things, and then they're supposed to, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's creepy to think about Franco because um, a friend of mine that uh, my my brother was closer to him when we grew up, but you know, I as adults I got to know him, and, and you know, we grew up out in Houston. And um, our friend moves out to L.A. I don't want to tell too many details because he, he is on my friends list. I don't want to give anything away, but he's gotten involved with the Jenners, or I should say, uh, did they call themselves the Kardashians or the Jenners? I, what, the younger, he's gotten. I think they're still Jenners. I think the younger ones are Jenners. Okay, so he's gotten connected with some of the younger ones, and he's he's broken into the acting. Uh, he's been in some movies, and uh, he got connected with James Franco, and apparently him and Franco are buddies now. And it's like, yeah, I mean, really weird. And I mean, granted, they only get this guy to play a certain type of role, you know, because of, of you know, how he looks. And, and anyway, so he, he's been a really cool dude. He's been really good to me. You know, he's my friend. I care about him. But he's been running with Franco. And I mean, to the point where he gets free stuff in Hollywood now, like he gets free Air Jordans and free. You know what I'm saying? You know how that works in Hollywood? Right. Uh-huh. And so like he, he's gotten to that level, but he's married with kids. I mean, he, he doesn't live a strange lifestyle. Like I know the guy. Uh, I don't agree with all of his views, but here's the thing that's crazy. He was exposing the New World Order, okay? Like, he he was big on this whole anti-New World Order, anti-Mason stuff, and now he's over there getting, you know, brushing shoulders with the Hollywood elite. Now, I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I don't know, but I was very concerned when I heard, like, he was posting pictures of him and Franco together, and I'm like, man, and then I, I talked to him when I was out in L.A., and he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, I've been, I've been running with this dude. He's been getting me into some really good gigs, and uh, it's just really concerning me because I know what Franco's involved in. Well, I, he was a suspected OTO member. You know, it's not confirmed. But if he's a member of Crowley's OTO, that says a lot. And there was actually the guy that I mentioned earlier, Brian Butler, held one of Crowley's rituals in Venice. It's called uh, the Bartzabel, the um, Bartzabel ritual. I can't remember the actual name, but James Franco said he was going to participate in it. And so this Crowley ritual was taking place. I think I have it on my YouTube channel if you go to William Ramsey Investigates. But they uh, apparently didn't show up. But uh, what was interesting is some of the other people I think were in the ritual was like Dennis Hopper's son. And Dennis Hopper was also a suspected OTO member who was friends with Jack Parsons' wife. So, uh, yeah, Franco uh, knows a lot more. He knows a lot. And, I, you know, I heard that he's uh, he doesn't strictly run with women, so to speak. No, you know, I don't want to make this like a, an NC-17 show, but I'll say this. And look, for the record, this is not gossip. We talk about these things because many of you and your children, you watch movies. 
You'll go see a movie, you'll buy a movie, you'll rent a movie, what have you. And by learning what's really going on with some of these actors and these A-list people, it helps you steer clear of getting involved and allowing their poison to enter your home. So I just, I want to make that real clear. This is not any type of gossip. This is important that we, that we do break this stuff out to keep you from getting involved with this type of satanic media. We have to speak out against satanic media. Now, James Franco, back when I was a youth pastor, the guy who I was under, Mike Kane, Mike Kane, man, I love Mike Kane, solid man of God. And, uh, Mike, we were kind of sitting around the table one night and he, you know, Franco comes up. I guess we talked about a movie he was in. And he was like, oh, I can never look at him the same again. And I said, well, why? He said he like had written this independent film. I think Franco wrote the film uh, and directed it. But he had his character in the film that he wrote. Uh, there was a fellatio scene with an actual like prosthetic man part. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it as clean as I can. And Franco was involved in this scene, man on man. And he was talking about how it was, I, I read some articles on the matter. I, I don't even remember what it was called. I'm not going to give it any glory or any credit by calling the name of the movie. But Franco wrote this into his own film, and he was involved in the scene with another guy. And they said it was fake, it was prosthetic, but still, it was just, it, the, 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 the level of perversion, I mean, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. And then he said it was so great to be able to venture out as an artist. Like, he was getting applauded in Hollywood for this. Yeah. Well, that's what they applaud, yeah. Let's give him an award for being, you know, bi curious and for acting it out on camera. I mean, I don't support the guy either. Franco is, he's into some things that are totally satanic and perverted and it's not acceptable to be supporting people like that. I agree. And, and then you say he's, he's, and he's, he's connected with Abramovich, which is the Serbian witch who does the, the, the spirit cooking. I mean, this, this goes pretty deep. I mean, you've, you've mentioned some names tonight that I, I'd never, I had no clue that they were connected with this spirit cooking ritual. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know the totality. I, I, some of them may not be fully involved in the spirit cooking, but they're involved in this whole party thing where they sit down and, you know, eat off of this, this, this body, you know, this like body and they eat it. And God only knows what it's made of. Another person who has been, has been there is Will Farrell. Whoa, whoa, tell me you're kidding. Nope. No, nope. there's pictures of him at the spirit cooking uh spirit cooking parties. Now, what do they actually believe this is doing for them? I mean, I mean like what exactly is the the mindset into this? Like, I mean, what wh- what do they expect is going to come from this? I mean, I mean again, and I know we can only speculate to a certain extent, but I mean, what's the point of this, honestly? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I I don't know that what she's trying to say is, you know, I think it's an uh like some kind of high art thing. Where, you know, it symbolizes what people do. And, you know, I think that the, the elite at the top have a sensibility that, you know, they, they benefit off of the, the other people, you know. So they eat off of the wealth of the other classes, maybe. So maybe that's what it means. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I know that Crowley said the slave shall serve. So maybe that's the way these, you know, weird cakes that these people eat are what, what it symbolizes. And dealing with like the black magic when you're, you know, you get into the Hollywood cabals and, you know, obviously we did a show on Hollywood cabals. I don't want to backtrack on that stuff. And there's always a reason behind rituals. Like you don't just do a ritual in vain. Like people take rituals very seriously. They go through the rituals and they do it for a reason. And, um, I I saw something really, this is kind of, I'm not going to, I hate having to mention things that I've seen on Facebook because I'm not trying to call anybody out. 
But there's a, a woman on my friends list, and we have a bunch of mutual friends. And, you know, she posted this article today that she wrote, for crying out loud, that, you know, she's a Christian and she's a witch. And she says, well, I'm a Christian now, but I, I you know, once a witch, always a witch. She said, but I, st- I walk with God, but I still practice. And I'm like, okay, okay, just hold on a second. You know, like, you can't. You can't have both. You can't serve God and serve Satan. But she tried to justify it, William, by saying that I was calling, I was doing white magic. Okay, she said she was doing white magic. And she said that she was calling upon the power of the archangels. And she was only using her magic for good, except for a couple love spells that she went on. And she went to try to justify doing spells as if there was ever justification for performing a magic spell. And she tried to sell it as if it was good. Well, I think that she has a false interpretation that there's some something good that can come out of magic or white witchcraft or anything like that. That A lot of that traces through, you know, Gardner and uh, these other guys who are Crowley fans. And I think it's just a bunch of nonsense. I think she's deceiving herself. And I think that you can't serve two masters as a Christian um, and something else. You know, you're just a you can only really be if you're authentic, be a Christian who serves Christ and serves God. So and we're specifically told throughout the scriptures that sorcery is bad. Sorcery, witchcraft, channeling, uh, divination. You know, it's listed in scripture under a plethora of names. But you can't you can't do both. And it was funny because she kind of avoided using the name Jesus, but she was just God this, God that. And, and archangels, you know, you don't call upon archangels uh, to come down. And, I mean, they're not your genies in a lamp, you know. You, you don't just, you know, now, now angels can be sent down to protect us. I mean, we see that in Scripture. But you don't call on an angel. I'm sorry, that's totally new age. Yeah, it sounds like an Enoch, Enochian type thing, too. Um, the John, do you think? Now, let me ask you this. Um, how high up, kind of getting back into our main topic here, uh, you know, it's easy to digress with you because there's so many interesting little tidbits that, that we can pick each other's brain on. Uh, and I love that. Um, but I know we don't have a whole lot of time tonight. So uh, getting back into the main topic with this Pizzagate, um, it just sounds funny saying Pizzagate. You know, it just it, it's it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just an easier term people can latch on to because pizza is that pedophilia symbol. So I think uh, it kind of, you know, it, it fits. Well, remind me to never eat pizza again, William. Thank you. You've ruined pizza. <laughs> That's what other people have said. You know, it's interesting. I on my if you go to my YouTube channel, watch this segment from the film Enchanted. It was filmed in 2007, and it had uh, Amy Amy Adams was the lead. But there's a sequence in there that has all of these bizarre pedophilia symbols that take place, the pizza, the handkerchief, um, and it actually ends up in an oven that's like shaped like a Moloch oven. So this symbolic pizza goes in the oven, it explodes, burns up, and everybody, all the audience gets up and claps. It's off the charts. You got to check it out. Enchanted, 2007. Enchanted, 2007. That's not a Disney. That's not a Disney movie, though. Uh, I don't know if it's Disney or if it's um, something else. I don't remember. Okay. Now, uh, getting into the whole idea of Hillary Clinton, I just kind of want to hit this. Um, yeah, and I, I, I guess it was a few weeks ago. I did a show where I broke down some of the Jesuit connections with with uh, with Kane and with Hillary's witchcraft. You know, uh, Larry Nichols came out. He blew the whistle on Clinton publicly about her involvement in witchcraft covens and uh, like like once a month or once every other month. uh, But it was getting more frequent where she would go out with her coven into the woods and nobody ever asked any questions. They just went out and did their thing. She would come back and it was like, you know, nobody missed a beat. So we do know that Hillary has been involved in witchcraft. That's there. She is. She's a practicing witch. 
So when you see people on Facebook saying that witch, well, they're actually speaking truth. It's not a, you know, a derogatory name for her. She really is a witch. Right. Now, the idea of Hillary Clinton being involved with this email scandal and, and being involved with, with sending money uh, to Abramovich and money to the owner of Comet Ping Pong, um, how far up do you think Hillary really is? I mean, you know, we, we've heard stories of possibly being a lesbian, bisexual. Well, her husband said that. Her husband said, in a very vulgar term, she was more active than he was. I mean, she's probably like one of the, the most wicked people and most powerful people that I've ever seen in America, uh, at least who has a face to the public. So, but but, but I want to ask, I mean, how high up is she in this whole pedophile you ring? you got to remember that Podesta, before he was her campaign manager, was a chief of staff in the Clinton White House. So that is kind of like, uh, you know, this very important uh, organizer of the entire White House that really knows how to put things together and carry out tasks. So um, you have to, and Podesta with those creepy emails and what he's up to and the strange artwork that he's involved in, the uh, it's hard to say how far up, you know, but I tend, I tend to think it goes to the top, you know? I mean, there was another email that was, okay, so there was another email set that was uh, submitted to WikiLeaks before the Podesta emails it was from a company called Stratfor, which was a kind of intelligence front company that, um, you know, can basically do a lot of intel on people and do research. And once people realized these codes words were in the Podesta emails, they went in and searched for them through the Stratfor emails. And in those Stratfor emails, there was a very interesting statement that said, the White House just spent $65,000 for pizza and hot dogs. Are we going to order the pizza and hot dogs through the same channels? Now, when you read that, it's very strange, but it also, the White House isn't allowed to bring outside food. So, you know, um, something else is going on. So, you know, some people have speculated that that what that means is there was something going on. Here's the direct quote. It's from May 14th, 2009. I think Obama spent about 65000 of the taxpayers' money flying in pizza dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Assume we are using the same channels. And then he repeats, if we get the same wait- waitresses, I'm all for it. So why is somebody spending $65,000 on pizza and hot dogs at the White House? Well, I mean, look, the elite of the elite, you know, we don't have to dig far to know that there are people with money who pay, I mean, they pay top dollar to get little children brought in, you know, and, and you know what? These people will burn in hell. It's interesting you say that because one researcher took a different angle than everybody else and really looked at some of the spreadsheets and some of the information that was out there. And she came to the conclusion that these were all coded terms and coded things for child trafficking. Can't really prove it, but uh, that angle was actually being investigated. Man, it really grinds my gears. You know, I don't, I don't like to act violent or anything. Uh, that's like not my, that's not my mo. But when I hear about somebody getting raped or molested, especially a child, I mean anybody getting molested against their will, obviously, that that gets in my, you know, gets under my skin. But I hear about children being brought into these things. I mean, I literally, I just, man, I pray, I pray the prayer that David prayed in Psalms that Lord break their teeth in their mouth, make their days short. Make their days short. Amen. And, you know, I, I, it just, it crushes my heart because children, I mean, there are things in the Bible about children. There, there, you know, there's blessings that come around. Uh, you know, we're blessed if we allow the children to come, you know, and teach them about Jesus. And, you know, never push a child away. Let a child come in, teach them about Jesus, raise them up in the ways of the Lord. Let them have a life. 
you know, that's another reason I hate abortion. You know, why, why does Hillary not hate abortion? Because Hillary is a blood drinking witch. I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, Al, Al Gore getting caught at the airport with vials of adrenochrome infused blood. I, I mean, this stuff, it, 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 it's disgusting. Now, I, you know, and, and again, I, I don't I'm not going to sit back and say that, you know, people criticize me and say, well, you know, you point out negative things about Trump. You must like Hillary. I don't like Hillary at all. I think she's absolutely the scum of the earth. But my point is, as Christian researchers, we should never take anything at face value. If you know something's wrong and you don't talk about it, well, woe unto you because you know something and you should tell people to help educate them. But I want to ask this, okay, getting into the whole um, the D.C. thing, um, we know D.C., uh, D.C. is on record as one of those cities where there's a lot of uh, illegal prostitution going on. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, strange, perverted things going on. A lot of the buildings have occult symbols carved into them. Uh, I mean, just walking through, you'll see a lot of a lot of very, very strange things in D.C. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm hopefully going to be working on a film in the next year or so on D.C. And not not just D.C., we're getting into covens and how 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 popular and prevalent witchcraft is in America. And it has so many different faces. But, you know, D.C., think about it like this. You go to D.C. and and the state buildings, you know, their official capital building, their state buildings, they are scale model reconstructions of pagan temples. This has been confirmed. You can go back into the history of the United States. Uh, some of the writings, I think it was Jefferson that, that brought in a uh, an architect and they, they basically took all these, they took sketches of all the original pagan uh, ruins, the ruins of these pagan temples, and then they rebuilt them in drawing form first, and then they put it into action to build our state buildings and all of our, I mean, literally, D.C.'s filled with pagan temples. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, to a T. We're talking like scale model here. And you say, well, why would why would the government want to have pagan temples, scale model pagan temples for their, their, their meetings? And the only thing I could say is that after hours, public rituals. Public rituals in D.C., and, and not to mention they built D.C., strategically like they chose that spot on the map to put dc because dc throughout different parts of the year it is right underneath sirius the dog star wow now william have you ever been to dc i lived in dc from 95 to 98 so i was there for the second bill clinton administration i was around in all those buildings i've been into the capitol building supreme court all those places you know i was actually one night i had dinner at the mayflower hotel which is kind of an upscale hotel and in the center of the hotel, it's kind of like a walkway, and it was just every 10 feet, a prostitute, 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 prostitute. It was almost like a model runway. And, you know, it was, a, it was, a, I was just like, what's going on? So, yeah, I've been there. But when we were driving into DC, probably, I mean, we were still probably a good 30 minutes or 45 minutes out, and I'll never forget, my brother said, get the camera out. I was like, okay, why? He's like, we're, he's like there's this big star we're going to be driving up on. And I mean, we were still far from D.C. and you see what looks like a second moon almost. And I was like, what in the heck is that? He says, that's serious. He says different times of the year, it shines over D.C. so bright that it looks like a second moon, but it's smaller. And, it, you know, the, the serious, the dog star, it's been used in satanic rituals. Yeah, all the time. It goes all the way back. Yeah, the dog star was supposedly, I think, the star of the Masons. There you go is their their guiding star so it's the serious you know all I, I think back to i guess it was about uh 2003ish i was listening to a podcast and uh this gentleman who's a christian i won't say his name but he said on his podcast that he said the year 2000 and on 
Like it's it's a big deal. He said the year 2000 is a ground shaking moment for the occult and the Illuminati and different types of witchcraft. It is the age of revealing. It's like the new Jubilee, basically. And so the age of revealing means that after the year 2000, they are going to be putting their own stuff out on display. Now, they may make it look like a leak. They might make it look like somebody got caught. But the powers that be are going to be more open and in your face in this age of revealing. So it's a lot easier for us. I mean, when you go back to the 90s and stuff, people had to dig a lot deeper to find anything. No doubt. But, you know, since 2000, you know, so it's been proven true. Uh, It's been proven true. And this guy, he really nailed it. And I I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I wasn't researching back then. How can I prove it? But all I have to do is look at where we are today. I mean, it's so easy to find out the truth. And the government gets caught with so many things, so many lies, and all these different scandals. So now what can you tell us? I know we don't, we're, we're almost out of time here, but what can you tell us exactly about where this is going to go? I mean, what do you foresee happening? Well, I, I, I would definitely second your opinion or your statement that things have ramped up since 2000. I mean, you can look at the occult event of 2001 and all of the occult numerology of what was going on in there. When 2000 hit, there was a huge party that all these elites went to at the pyramids. I don't know if you remember that, but that's pretty much been hidden from view. And you just see it rising. You see the occult coming out. People are getting more uh, able to expose it, but it's becoming more open. And I do think that this whole pedophilia thing is part of it is a blackmail operation, which they get people under their thumb by getting them involved in very dark stuff. And so uh, it's very, you know, it's disturbing and it's troubling to see that that's happening um, with people who are highest political leaders. So I do think that you can see this kind of ideas being promoted in greater, uh, you know, greater amounts in the public. And so it's uh, it's something that we have to definitely keep an eye on for sure. So basically, you believe this is a blackmail stunt, kind of the whole backstabbing ordeals that take place in the elite cabals? Part of it. You know, I think let's say like these guys are already involved in it. And then, well, we can we can manipulate this guy by bringing him to the after party and filming him. You know, before there was this guy, Greg Craig Spence, who was kind of doing the same type of thing, filming people. Um, he filmed Ted Koppel with a 15-year-old boy who was a, you know, uh, anchor of it back at that time, one of the biggest anchors. It could explain this type of thing, could explain why the media is totally controlled. It's not just payoffs, but also blackmail. Um, so I do think that, you know, there's a lot of happening under, you know, Sub Rosa. But I think the core people involved in this will find are uh, hardened occultists. All right. Well, William, I, I want to end on a positive note. Uh, we've been talking about some pretty uncomfortable things and uh, we just kind of jumped right into it tonight and just kind of went right just back against the wall. Um, it is Thanksgiving today. This is the Thanksgiving show. And uh, what, are, what are you thankful for, bro? I'm thankful for the country. I'm thankful for our freedoms. I'm thankful for the fact that we're able to come together as Christians and discuss these topics and expose them uh, per biblical, you know, requirements or uh, exhortations. So I'm thankful to God for for everything. I'm thankful for health and family and friends. So I'm definitely thankful. And I, I you know, I'm happy to be a part of this exposing this thing that, that have probably been festering for decades that uh, have never been, you know, the light hasn't been shed on to that. So uh, I'm grateful that and I'm grateful to be on your show. Thanks for having me, Justin. Amen, William. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, definitely check out William's YouTube channel, and uh, that's Occult Investigations on YouTube. Yeah, I changed it to William Ramsey Investigates because I kind of just 
the whole Hillary thing was I, I covered her serious illness, and that was kind of not so much of the occult, but William Ramsey investigates on YouTube. And occultinvestigations.com. Correct, if you'd like to buy a signed copy of my book. Awesome. Tell us real quick what your books are, just as a little reminder. Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11 in the New World Order, Abomination, Devil Worship and Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders, and Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow over Humanity. Awesome. And uh, two of which I own. And uh, man, you, you do a great job, William. You do a great job. Thanks. And uh, I'm thankful that you came on the show tonight, and I know it was last minute. Um, sometimes when there's breaking information out there, you just want to go ahead and jump on it. So I, I appreciate you making the time. I know you, you had no time today. So, uh, thank you so much. Uh, God bless you. I hope you and your family have a blessed Thanksgiving and uh, I look forward to talking with you later. All right, bro. Likewise, man. God bless you and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thanks, man. God bless. Good night. God bless. Good night. Well, that was a lot to think about. And as I said in the introduction, I hate that this show had to be dropped as the Thanksgiving episode. I do want to move us into some Bible study edification, and I want to talk for a few minutes about being thankful unto the Lord. Not everyone listening is going to be in the same situation right now, or the seasons of life per se. I'm sure some of you are feeling extremely thankful for many things right now, while others of you are feeling like you are dealing with the crap end of the stick. And there's even some of you who are listening right now who are probably extremely happy and joyful solely based on your material gain. But wherever you are, whoever you are, the fact is we are all at different places and we are all residing in different statuses. Yet in Christ Jesus, we all have more than adequate reason to give thanks and to be joyful. And it is so important that we understand what the source of our joy, our hope, and our peace is. Let me start by reminding you all of the Apostle Paul. He spent a lot of time in prison, all for his faith. He was actually in prison when he wrote the letter that we call Philippians in our Bible. Although he was imprisoned and was stripped of all of his earthly things, we see that he had immense joy. And he was not only giving thanks to God personally, but he was writing these letters to encourage the body of Christ, who were not in jail, to rejoice and give thanks. Even though Paul is imprisoned here, he uses the term for joy over 16 times. If you go back and count the noun and verb usage, his peace and his hope were not based on circumstances. I want to highlight a couple passages from chapter 4 tonight, starting with verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let me break this down. We're told to always rejoice in the Lord, no matter what. Always rejoice in the Lord. The Greek word we see here for rejoice literally means to be glad. So be glad in the Lord always. That's what we're told. Always be glad in the Lord, no matter what. The fact is, we have been redeemed, and we can never forget the implications of that great salvation. That's the greatest gift any of us can ever receive from anyone, the salvation of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Remember this and be glad, brothers and sisters. That's what Paul's saying. Rejoice in the Lord. Remember your salvation. Know who you are in Christ and be glad. Then Paul tells us to let our moderation be made known unto all men. The Greek word for moderation literally means gentleness. He's saying handle people with gentleness so that they know you by it. 
because the Lord is at hand. At any given moment, you can share Christ with somebody and they need to see the gentleness of Christ in you, which will then project the grace and the mercy of our Savior. The Lord is at hand. Then he says, be anxious for nothing. Now, the King James translators rendered the word careful in 1611, but some words carried a different meaning in the times of the translation. So be anxious for nothing is actually what the Greek says. And this correlates right with the King James. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and seeking or supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, if our hearts and our minds are not kept through Christ Jesus, they're kept through something else. And we begin to be distracted by the things of the world and not just material things, but by hard times and other trying scenarios. So in order to keep our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ, we have to have our focus on him. And in this process of thanksgiving and rejoicing and seeking and in prayer, we will receive the regular filling of God's perfect peace, which will supersede all earthly understanding in all situations that beset us. I want to draw us to one more verse in the same chapter. And again, we're still in Philippians chapter four. I want to take you to verse 11, and this truly penetrates the heart and the mind. Paul says that he has learned to be content in all things. Now, remember, folks, he is in prison. He's in prison, and he says that he has learned to be content in any and every situation. Why? Because he has everything he needs to rejoice and give thanks in Jesus Christ. This Thanksgiving, and every day for that matter, I encourage you to rejoice in the Lord and give thanks, not just for the roof over your head or the food on your table, not just for the family and the friends that you have, not just for warm clothes and amenities, but give thanks for the love of God that we share that was given to us by Christ Jesus, the ultimate gift of salvation made available to all who receive him. I encourage you to give thanks for the peace and the joy that come along with Christ in your life. Every day should be filled with thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of your situation, regardless of your status, if you have been born again in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not a born-again follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, stay tuned and I'll share with you shortly how this can be your day of salvation. Until the next time we meet again, God bless and good night. If you're listening right now and you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ Yeshua as your personal Lord and Savior, and you haven't accepted his holy sacrifice on the cross to pay for your sins, it is absolutely impossible for you to have a solid understanding of his word. It's also impossible to find protection from the demonic realm and the days that are fast approaching, friends. And furthermore, it is impossible for you to have peace with Yahweh, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the good news. You can start anew right now. You can repent of your sins and you can have the wages of your sins paid in full. Now is the time to repent and turn away from your sins and make right with the will of God. The Bible actually declares 
that we don't know what tomorrow holds. So we must take action with the time that we have right now. Repentance is the first step, regardless of what you may have heard. This means turning 180 degrees from your past thoughts, actions, and lifestyles that are in opposition to the Most High God. Understand that repentance is a process, and it is absolutely attainable because of the grace and mercy and power of God. Because of Jesus Christ and His once and for all sacrifice, you can be forgiven of all of your iniquity and every sin you've ever committed. Yahweh is a jealous God, but He is also rich in mercy. And tonight, if you're willing to admit your wrongs and repent, He is willing to meet you right where you are, and He will show you that mercy right now, friends. The wages of our sin is death, but tonight we can receive the gift of God, which is eternal life, but only through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. I am so thankful that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, a living sacrifice, who shed His sinless and perfect blood to pay the debt of our sins, which offers us the ability to be seen as blameless before God on that day of judgment. And make no mistake, there will come a day of judgment, ladies and gentlemen. Let today be the beginning of your communion and peace with God as you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you can begin putting on the armor of God and growing in an intimate relationship with Him. It is the will of God that you don't perish, but rather that you repent and enter into a relationship with Him based on His terms. If you're not sure of what God's terms are, I want to challenge you to start reading your Bibles and learn firsthand what God expects from you. If you don't have a Bible, we highly recommend that you pick up a King James Bible, which is easy for anyone to find. Jesus Christ is our only hope, friends, and my prayer is that you believe on Him tonight. That's the most important part of the show, and by far the most important decision you will ever have to make in this life. Amen. It's been an interesting adventure tonight, and I sure hope you've all enjoyed this broadcast. If you ever miss a show or would like to go back and re-listen to an old one, every show is archived on our website, fourthwatchradio.com, all spelled out, F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-T-C-H-R-A-D-I-O.com, fourthwatchradio.com. There you'll find links to multiple streaming options, and every broadcast is dated and summarized for your convenience. Everything we offer is completely free, including our mobile apps for Apple and Android devices. You can easily click the link on the website to be taken to whichever app store applies to your device. Be sure to stay tuned in every Thursday for all the latest shows. Like us on Facebook and feel free to add my personal page as well. If the Fourth Watch is ministered to you and you would like to help support this ministry, you can follow the donate link on our website. I bid you all a week filled with grace and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see you all next week. God bless and good night. You're listening to The Fourth Watch with Justin Fall on The Fourth